Hello, and thanks for listening to Party Chat. A new episode of the Party Chat podcast can be found on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on every platform that you listen to your podcasts on, including Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and, of course, Anchor. And don't forget, if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe so you don't miss out on any Harry Gamers content, and leave us a kind review as it helps us grow and reach a larger audience. Thank you for listening. Now on to the show. Cormac Elms, and with me, the pride of London, Ontario, the womb broom himself, Talon McIntyre. Hey, buddy, how's it going? <laughs> Good, how are you? Not bad, not bad. How's your week been? What have you been up to? What have you been playing? Um, Just watched the new Game of Thrones, super excited about that. I heard that. there was a specific scene everybody was freaking out about. I was more than just, I think, if it's the one I'm thinking about, it's just like a really funny scene. One character just by far and away is like the comedic break. And he's just, he's a fan favorite too. And he has like just this hilarious story that he tells and goes off. Um, been playing a little bit of Division 2. Been playing a little bit more of Rocket League. Getting back into that. Was playing with Eli. Um, actually a little bit better at Rocket League after taking a long break away from it. A hiatus. Uh, yeah, it's very surprising to me. Um, but yeah, outside of those two games, I mean, I'm really just biding my time for days gone. That's yeah. what I'm super excited yeah. about. I've seen a lot of people posting footage on Twitter and Reddit. It looks awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the, the review embargo goes up on the 25th, which is the Thursday, and then I believe it's out on uh, the 26th, which is the next day. So yeah, re- early review copies are out there, and no one can really say anything, but it all seems positive. So yeah, we're playing it regardless, one way or the other. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I have um, pre-ordered for the two of us, but yeah, absolutely. But uh, you kind of told me something cool today. Um, it turns out you got to play some games that are a blast from the past. Yeah, so I had the unique opportunity of playing an old Atari 1700, I think it is. Whoa. Like, the thing is pretty much, like, made out of firewood. It's so old. But, <laughs> yeah. like, it was so sick. Like, I've never seen anything like that in person. And it was, like, hooked up to an adapter and jerry-rigged to play it on, like, a huge, like, 60-inch 1080p TV. And it, it looked like hot garbage. But it was, <laughs> it was cool. Like, I had this level of nostalgia, but for something that I had never seen before. It's kind of... um kind of weird like I know I appreciate video games and how they look now because we've come from that yeah um but yeah I got to play some uh, some cool old 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 school games on an original Atari that had never been like refurbished or anything so that was super yeah. sick um, so Any, anything in particular that's like a standout for you that you played? We played a Star Wars game where you were on Hoth against the AT-ATs. Okay. And you had to like fly and like shoot them and take them down. And like if you shot the first one, it slowed down the progression of like 
the uh, at s behind them. So I played that, played um, a tank game with uh, Becca's dad, and yeah. you basically control uh, two tanks on this huge green field. You're just, like, going at each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a classic that I used to play. What I else? I remember what it's called. We played, a, like, a few other games. Uh, there's a Mario one that's kind of like the Donkey Kong one where, like, some barrels are rolling you down. You go up the ladders and you try to make your way to the top. Yes, yeah. played that. Wasn't very good at that. <laughs> just, no, it's a hard game. Yeah, and, like, these controllers were, like, original, too, so I would imagine that they've lost their responsiveness (laughs) but yeah i've just been playing i played that um last night had a chance to play that and been playing red dead uh ritu uh trying to play um like a white hat like a good playthrough okay because the first time i beat it being like an absolute bastard oh like you are in real life yeah (laughs) playing some sea of thieves i'm trying to learn with a mask keyboard still um because the update's coming out on the 30th and that's it again just waiting for um Days gone. Cool. Yeah, it's a cool, cool, cool. Cool, All right. cool, cool, cool. Why don't you uh, jump into the news? Well, yeah, uh, some really cool things kind of came out, but let's save the bigger ones towards the end. So let's knock off some small things here. Um, Microsoft has its E3 press conference set in stone for June 9th. Uh, so E3 will be rolling around. Be excited to see what Microsoft is going to show because they're going to probably be announcing the new Xbox. Yeah, I mean... They've they, they got to step it up. I've, uh, I hope they have a full deck of cards because they've <laughs> showed a couple of their hands already. Um, the Xbox One S old digital console was announced uh, for $249.99 US and $299 Canadian, respectively. Um, one specific thing that they did announce was there's always going to be a $50 difference between the price point of the old digital S and the regular S. So if there's yeah. a sale on the S, there'll be a sale on the old digital. Yeah. And it comes with um, Minecraft, Sea of Thieves, and Forza Horizon 3, yeah. um, which is pretty cool. Now, there's a rumor out there that the next generation Xbox is possibly going to be discless. It's either going to be all digital or it's going to be all streaming or a variance and a mix of the two. Um, do you think this is them testing the waters to see if this is a viable option? Well, I mean, like this is the original like Microsoft goal come full circle now right yes now they have something that will be available shortly on the market that fulfills their like original always online and i think if their next console was all digital like this one and you know you couldn't buy physical anymore for it etc they would be seriously shooting themselves in the foot yeah i think it's too early like we we've said a couple of uh episodes ago that the the national Canadian average for uh, internet speeds is only 30, 30 megabits per second down. That's not fast enough. Like, that's just fast enough to run, like, 4K Netflix or maybe, like, a, an Android, like, TV system. Like, it, no, they'd be seriously harming themselves. Yeah. It would maybe the next console. You know, if this is the last major console going to be coming out, whatever the Scarlet is, yeah. Um, maybe the next one is all digital, but the world is not ready. I mean, it won't be willing to go all digital this this year. Yeah. It, it just can't happen. For sure. 
Um, Naughty Dog has wrapped up shooting on The Last of Us Part 2. You must be stupid. I am so excited for this. It means things are coming together, and it's at pretty much close to the stage of being done now. Mm-hmm. Um, Neil Druckmann, the creative director on Last of Us Part 2, um, has claimed that it is the most ambitious shoot he's ever done. Um, and he's done a lot of cool shit. Oh, he has. So I am just... So excited by this piece of news, so... I mean, what is it? It's April now. They've just finished shooting. I could see this being a fall release. You really think so, eh? A fall, early winter release, yeah. This is going to be like... This is a swan song. Maybe it doesn't release and it releases next June and it's a cross-launch title or something else that we're going to talk about. Uh, two other uh, small pieces of news here before we get into bigger news. Um, more Microsoft news. The Xbox One and Game Pass um, Gold in one bundle announced called the Xbox Games Pass Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get both Xbox Live Gold and the Pass in one for $14.99 US a month. Saves around $5 a month if you're interested, but they have made sure to mention that this is totally optional. If you do not want to opt in, you can keep things the way they are and just pay for them separately. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3 is getting an update uh, later today, if you're listening to this the day we put this out, including the much-asked-for, much-requested critical mode. Um, and again, the update is coming today and for free. Bigger news, or if you got uh, some small, I've got some more small news. Uh, you know, I've got a little piece of small news. Yeah, here. go ahead. I uh, GameStop has changed its return policy. Uh, so now GameStop will be doing a full refund on any game within two days of purchase. That's sick. I think that is sick. And I think after, you know, them posting the six hundred and seven six hundred seventy-three million dollar loss, I think it was, um, obviously they needed to do something to change. And I think actually offering this is huge because you looked at Sony just did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're kind of doing it as well. And, and you look at kind of what's happened with gaming with all these games that have come out that have been just absolute trash garbage, you know. <laughs> Fallout 76 and Anthem <laughs> to a couple. Um, they're just awful. So, like, this is a good way where people can go and, you know, maybe they're not ready for an all-digital future so they can go to GameStop, buy a game, and, hey, guess what? Turns out to be garbage. You can return it. Right, right. Yeah, that is pretty sweet. Um, I mean, I'll, like, as long as EB Games is here in Canada, I'll still con- continue to shop there. You know, I, I just yeah. don't know where else I'd go. Um, on Twitter, Fortnite have teased the upcoming crossover event with Marvel for Avengers Endgame. Uh, the event begins on the 25th of April, and it hits at the in- um, at uh, the inclusion of Captain America and being able to use either Captain America as a playable character or at least his shield has come up yeah. in uh, some artwork. Um, one more piece of news here for me. Uh, the God of War uh, game just celebrated its one-year anniversary. If you remember, mm-hmm. uh, God of War just uh, recently won uh, Game of the Year at the Video Game Awards. Um, deserved, too. Yeah, absolutely. And they celebrated by showing a trailer about an upcoming documentary, the making of the game. Pretty sick. Um, what would be super sick is if you got a digital copy of this documentary with a Game of the Year edition, edition yeah. would be tight. Uh, so watch out for news about that. 
Um, I know that there's some news circulating on Twitter and the trailers out there on YouTube and Twitter if you want to check it out. Um, but in terms of news for me, well, I got that's it. I got two more things here. The really big one I'm gonna save for last. So oh, absolutely. Um, Reggie uh, stepped down from running Nintendo of America, and this past Tuesday on April 16th, Doug Bowser um, has now become the president of Nintendo of America. Uh, which is kind of pretty exciting. It's a changing of the guard for them. I know Reggie was always like a fan favorite in terms of the Nintendo Directs and his stage presence in E3. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of sad to see him go, but it's cool to see the changing of the guard as well. Um, Maybe now, some new things coming down the pipe for N- Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, who knows? So, the big one. The big the big Gonzala. Um, Mark Cerny, um, was in an interview done by Wired where he actually, um, kind of let spill some details on the next PlayStation. Oh shit. Oh my God. Now we are going to call it the PlayStation five. Um, but it really is unnamed at this point, but I think it's safe to assume that it will be called PlayStation (laughs) five. Yeah. Um, What's interesting about this while we're, while we're talking about the name is that the number four is considered like very like, uh, bad, like like they're super you know superstitious over there okay. um, and everybody thought that you know there's no possible way that they'd have the number four in like a, a Sony product and they still named it that so there's really no reason why it wouldn't be called the PS5 but nothing solid announced like oh, you said interesting but sorry yeah continue um, so now in everything he said um, he didn't really give us a whole ton of specs we don't know teraflops we don't know ram speeds or bandwidth or the type of ram um we know we know we know we know some but we know very little at the same time but what we do know Super is, pretty, is pretty cool so um, mark cerny is the lead architect who kind of developed the playstation 4 um they've been working on this for the last four years essentially it is based somewhat on PS4 architecture, mm-hmm. so it is going to be fully backwards compatible with PS4 so and the PSVR. So sick. Um, that is the first time they've ever done anything like this, really, in so long. Mm-hmm. Really since the PS2 being backwards with PS1. Um, so that's huge. That's, that's great to know that my PS4 library isn't essentially going to be just thrown to the wayside. Um, physical media too, right? This is going to, they, they, they made it very clear that this is going to support physical media. And that's Mm. why I almost wonder is like Microsoft really going to get away from that? Do they dare? Like, do they think this is the time? Like, it's something they've obviously wanted to be doing for a while. But anyways, I digress. So we'll be taking physical media. Um, So this thing is a beast. So it was rumored that this was going to be running off second gen Ryzen CPU architecture. It it will be running off of AMD's uh, third generation Ryzen. It will be an eight core processor with a seven nanometer architecture in a Zen 2 chipset. That's a lot of gibberish to me. (laughs) 
I don't really. I just know that's good. Yeah. I know that's like <laughs> top tier PC gaming rig uh, CPU. Mm. Um, it will be running off of um, AMD's. Uh, the GPU will be running off of a- AMD's uh, Radeon's Navi line. Um, again, I don't know what that really is other than it's new and it's apparently good. <laughs> it is so good that it will support 8K displays and do ray tracing. So what is ray tracing, Cormac? So for those of you who don't know what ray tracing is, it's essentially a um, digital rendering technique uh, for generating an image by tracing the path of light in an image plane and simulating the effects of light's encounter with a uh, with a virtual object. So what all of that ancient Greek... Um, meant is that you're going to get super realistic like textures and super realistic um, shadowing on faces and and kind of god rays and and, and stuff like that it's going to look like the the bee's knees it's it's super impressive tech and honestly no console's ever been able to do it no high-end pc rigs still struggle with it a lot of the times and it's mostly used within hollywood special effects um so if this can actually pull off the ray tracing it is going to give an incredible amount of detail and realism to games that are already so close to photorealistic. Yeah. But this does, ray tracing does allow for one other thing as well. From a hardware standpoint, they are, in, they are increasing the audio on the PS5 versus the PS4 and PS3 and basically everything that's come before it. This will have an integrated chipset to do 3D audio just with any head, like a headset you plug into the controller, boom, you're going to be getting 3D audio. Which is super sick. So full, full essentially surround sound. That's like having that uh, Astro mix amp essentially, but it's built into the console now. Really cool for like That's first person so shooters cool. and stuff like so that. So what ray tracing is actually going to allow is that they're going to be able to link sound to to distance. So would a player actually be able to hear this if it was over here? And they'll be able to use ray tracing to actually like map that out. Yeah, so dope. audio is going to be taking a massive jump in this next generation. And that's half of the experience, right? You can you can see an explosion, but like percent. Now you hear it too. In the article, I do believe it said it was going to support 8K graphics. Now, there's been a clarification on that. Mm. It is not going to be doing 8K graphics. Um, what it will do is it will support 8K displays, which it's awesome. no one's going to own an 8K TV for a very long know. time. Let's just put it that way. But it's, it's future-proofing them. It's future-proof. Yeah. But what I think this also allows them to do is just like the PS4 got a pro version that the PS5 could possibly get a pro version that will allow it to maybe do 8K graphics. Right. Which means that this thing as is is an absolute tank. And there's one more thing um, that they kind of talked about with this. Now, I never really thought of this as the bottleneck, and I never thought of this as being the actual game changer. Right. So I'm super shocked by this. Yeah, ray tracing is awesome, but this is, I think, more exciting. They are moving away from hard drives, and they are now going to be going solid-state drive. 
So solid state drive memory is much faster at reading, writing, um, because there's no moving pieces. It's all flash memory, essentially. Mm -hmm. But they are doing something unique with this uh, solid state drive. So basically there has to be some software to help it load, unload, do everything a hard drive needs to do. This is being custom made with the PS5 in mind with unique programming and architecture to help it have huge read and write speeds. Um, to actually demo how quick this is, because you could take a solid state drive, put it in your PS4 yeah, I've got right a solid now. State drive in there. It is not going to be this level of improvement. No. So they did a demo of Spider-Man and doing fast travel. The load time on a PS4 Pro for the fast travel was 15 seconds. Mm -hmm. When they did it on a PS5 dev kit with a solid state drive, the load time was 0.8 seconds. It was less than a second. And they were even talking That's about disgusting. that. That's disgusting. Yeah. If you powered up Spider-Man so that he got a fast enough swing speed, you would be limited. His his swing would, would hit a certain speed and not be able to go any faster because it's capped by how quickly the city can load in front of you. So how quickly the system can read that data off the hard drive. Which is interesting because not it, the, these bottlenecks are, are seen and visible in certain games and not others. So recently uh, people are dicking around with Forza Horizon 4 and this new Evo Ferrari that uh, they've got some sort of event and a reward. Um, and it's so quick. The Xbox One OG consoles and the S can't render in the landscape fast <laughs> enough to keep up with the car at top speed. So, like, it's almost as though um, the bottleneck is affecting the landscape only, but not necessarily ca the car. Yeah. Which is super interesting, you know. Not only will it change the load times of games like Red Dead Redemption 2 or Grand Theft Auto V, but, like, the physics inside the game... Um, and the things that you're able to do might be able to get faster. Faster and better. Insane. Just think of the world Rocksteady could, or Rockstar could build for like the Grand Theft Auto 6 with a hard drive like that, being and, able to read and write speeds like that. How much more fuller of life and. Now, in the rest of the article, did they indicate. Um, storage size for hard drive nothing that i saw indicate i read the entire wired article and nothing was talked about storage size so. so i think my opinion on that is even though we're probably getting something geared towards experience rather than storage space there's yeah. no way past 2019 that we we can't have a terabyte Oh, no, we'd have to, especially with games possibly getting bigger and bigger and bigger all the time. So. Yeah, and, and I guess, like, as technology goes, like, um, you know, we've always got uh, the price dropping. Like, yeah. it becomes more efficient to make terabytes of uh, Plus, uh, if they're, storage. you know, having them custom made and they're buying them in bulk, like, they're probably getting some kind of deal and discount yeah. on this overall, right? Speaking of, was there any indication of what this bad boy will cost? Not really. Um, if you kind of go by the internet and what people are saying, likely what we'd be looking at 
is a four ninety nine US price point, which would put it at about five forty nine Canadian. Um, that is pretty much exactly what the PS four Pro launched at. So mm. I had no problem forking out the money for a Pro. Um, so yeah. There's no obviously nothing's official. They definitely said this is not coming out in 2019. This is yeah. likely going to be a 2020 release. It gives us time to save money for that purchase. Goddamn. Yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, I'm excited about this. What's really interesting is the the marketing genius by doing this at the time that they did. You know, they've not gone. They're mm-hmm. not going to E3 specifically. Um, but now, if you look on Twitter, things like ray tracing and um, you know, the chipsets that they're using, the marketing terms, are all now synonymous with the Sony yeah, brand, they, they've right? they've basically just taken those buzzwords. And, and really, <laughs> I'm going to take all these. Really, like, Microsoft <laughs> is probably going to have ray tracing in their next console. They're probably going to have all this other stuff. But now these words that would have been huge key buzzwords at an E3 press conference that they would have had all to themselves, essentially, now Sony's just... Especially Mark Stern, he's just kind of sneakily kind of like just swaddled in and be like, you know, just like throw the papers in everybody's faces. Right. So it, they, they've definitely shaken some things up. They got people talking. They got me excited. I mean, uh, this is a day one purchase for me. Yeah, and it's one of those things where I've been skeptical in the past of day one purchases, especially with consoles. You know, there's... Um, a, a model line of PS4 Pros that have really bad um, heat sinks and bad fans. Yeah. So, like, when I boot my PS4 Pro up and I pay, play anything, you know, other than sitting on the dashboard, like, it sounds like a jet turbine booting up. You know, so I'm a little bit skeptical, but there are some specs here that have been talked about. Some features, especially the hard drive stuff, is, is nuts. And it would definitely be something I would quite happily line up for day one and go and purchase be the first time i've done that yeah now in terms of physical things that you want the ps5 to have if you put any thought to it what other things are you wanting them to announce what other things do you want it to have uh that kind of thing one thing i would love is dual audio ports in the back i don't necessarily want to be restricted to using hdmi audio or um, uh, optical audio, so that might be cool. Um, USB 3.0 ports, obviously, for uh, read and write. Um, And then, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. It'd be interesting to see if they have a dedicated port for the PlayStation camera in the back or not. Um, I want a VR headset that is wireless. Mm. I want, and I'm sure they've got that in the works I'd they be, must have. i'd be super shocked but for the love of god <laughs> give me a goddamn controller that goes more than four <laughs> hours on a full charge the amount of times i have to get up and switch my controller my controller dies at the worst possible time in rocket league or division it's just like i hate my i hate i hate I just I hate life when that shit happens <laughs> every single time. And and you know one of the rebuttals is like that um, uh, these rechargeable lithium ion batteries aren't meant to stay on charge all the time. But for example, um, I have a cradle right in front of us here. It's made by Insignia, which is Best Buy's own brand. Um, their in-house brand. So it's not like high quality or anything yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. But when a controller is sitting on the cradle. 
it registers that it needs to charge. And then as soon as it's realized that the battery is full, it no longer pumps electricity into it. So it's not constantly on charge. It charges till it's full and then it stops, but it sits in the cradle. Um, and yet they still don't last too long. <laughs> no, it's, they're poor. You know, you know, it's not like we're abusing the battery. Um, I'd be in, you know, I'd be interested to see if not, you know, does it support backwards compatible um, games uh, PS4? They said yes, it does, but I'd like them to clarify: Can I use physical media and put a PS4 disc in this thing, um, and have it download, you know, or or upload or or whatever? Or is it only digital uh, PS4 media that it supports? Mm-hmm. I would hope both because I have a lot of physical uh, media still. Yeah. Um, I would like them to see, uh, I'd like to have them uh, have greater Twitch integration Mm, um, and like a dedicated app and a support team so that we can uh, Twitch stream right from the the console with greater control. Um, I want Dolby Vision support. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things I'd like it to have. Uh, I guess it's a, just a waiting game. Maybe we'll yeah. hear something around E3 as a kind of like a, another jab at Microsoft to say we're not even there and we're like yeah. we're announcing more than you. Yeah, type thing. Yeah, yeah. I guess we'll we'll follow as as we go. So my topic was really just about kind of the next generation of consoles. Now, with what Microsoft, uh, not Microsoft, but what Sony is just kind of announced and got out there in the open. What do you think um, Microsoft needs to do to kind of stay stay in the game? You know, we're talking about buzzwords, and, and they were all big on the marketing buzzwords was the Xbox One X, and they playing like, you know, however many tariff flops it was capable of or, you know, whatever other flops. Um, I think that they really need to overhaul um, their user interface. Like, I have the most powerful console on the market, and the dashboard runs like hot ass. Like, it just is so sluggish. You can't do things like cancel your subscriptions, like, from the console. You have to go on the website and do it. Like, so they need to upgrade their, upgrade their user inter, uh, interface. I think there are big things coming down the pipeline in terms of Xbox Live available on other platforms. So I think that they're they're moving towards perhaps a digital service. You know, are we going to see the Xbox platform turn into an equivalent of Steam, perhaps? Yeah. With selling, you know, just uh, um, dedicated hardware on top of that. There's a lot of things that uh, they could do in terms of what they should do. I don't know. Uh, it's it's really hard to say. I think that they need to bring back um, some form of physical connect hardware. I think that that is really handy to have, especially for the Twitch streamers. However, I feel like they're more inclined to move to support any um, webcam, any webcam keyboard or whatever. Yeah. Right now, I can play with a keyboard and mouse, which is super sick. So maybe more USB ports, hardware wise. Yeah. Um, in terms of processing power they either need to match or exceed what sony is going to do for anyone to take them seriously however they didn't do all that bad this generation um and they didn't lead the charge in terms of um quality but they definitely lead it now yeah this thing you couldn't buy a a gaming pc for the amount of money i bought this for so yeah that's tough to say obviously my biggest shock being the solid state drive 
Have do you think that is? Do you think Microsoft was planning to do a solid state drive? And if they did, do you think they thought it as through as Sony may have, with the way they've uh, customized it to be to to be meant for the PlayStation Five? I mean, because that's a game changer. It really is. Yeah, it's it's tough to say. I think perhaps moving to a solid state is the way forward, especially when, you know, they might be thinking of an all digital platform, um, you know, eventually. And I think that if they're not only kind of clapping back at one another, Sony and Microsoft, if they want to kind of really reset their their efficiency and their place in the market. I'm in the landscape against something like the Google streaming platform. They need to make um, a definitive reason why hardware in the home is still a good idea and ultimately better than a streaming service. And like, like I said, internet is not all that great in, uh, in, in Canada still for the masses. We're fairly lucky. I'm sure we could run any streaming service announced under the sun, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think that they both just need to reassert themselves as we are leaders in the market. This is the way things are. People still like buying hardware. They still like, um, you know, buying consoles and having a home console. And these are the reasons why, and this is why it's still efficient. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really am going to double down on me saying that the world's not ready for an all-digital console generation. Yeah. It isn't. And especially you ju- you mentioned Google Stadia as well. With what I'm kind of what we're seeing with PS5 and what we're hearing, like this thing's going to do some incredible stuff. Like this is going to be 4K 60 frames a second type stuff that we're probably going to see from this machine. Yeah. Is Stadia ever going to be able to match that? being a streamed service or is it always going to be a step behind or two steps behind i think you know the two of us will look back on when we were doing this podcast with our very limited 250 megabits per second internet (laughs) you know and and think that we were just mad because we're dealing with some sort of fiber optic you know light internet at that point it's a matter of time it's not a case of um, if, but it's a case of when, you know, Yeah. I think that that's probably the way forward. I just don't think that 2019, 2020 is the time is the time. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things I'd like to see, um, some sort of, uh, perhaps handheld type device from Microsoft. Um, I think that they could probably do that or put Xbox games on my uh, iPhone. Yeah, I'm sure that there'd be the company to do it. Yeah, it, it's tough to say. There's uh, there's a lot coming down the pipe. It's an exciting year for games, as it always is, but perhaps this year even more so. All right, cool. Well, thanks, guys, for tuning in, as always. We really greatly appreciate you coming along this video gaming journey with us. We love talking about video games, and it's awesome to have you guys listen and give us feedback. If you haven't already, we would love you to uh, give us a review wherever you listen to our podcast. We are available on something like 10 different platforms. I mean, it always helps giving uh, positive reviews. We can reach a larger audience uh, through you doing that. Uh, Any feedback whatsoever, constructive or otherwise. 
uh, Talon, I guess uh, the next time we uh, talk to these folks, we'll have played a little bit of uh, some Days Gone. We'll have played some Days Gone. Do you think that we are going to we'll do a review seen... episode of this? Oh, for sure. We'll, we'll do a review episode of Days Gone. Fantastic. But, dude, but... <laughs> By the next time we do this podcast, we'll have seen Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Played Days Gone. And, and I'll have at least seen the newest episode of Game <laughs> of Thrones, which is the big battle episode. There's something like 400 I, I, I minutes I live in a world battle. where all my dreams are coming true. <laughs> and you've got the most powerful mustache ever. So. Oh, it's glorious. <laughs> All right, Talon, thanks for joining me as always, guys. We'll catch you uh, next week. Later, folks.